you've found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Everybody hates my opinion. We are definitely going to get letters. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. Oh my gosh, it feels so wonderful to be here with you. I am your host, Stephen Crowder of Ladder with Crowder, most insubordinate producer in all of radio, Fun Dip Dan. Not fun. Oh, geez. And uh, it feels good to be back in the saddle. Now that now that the House of Cards has been held up through popsicle sticks and yarn last week, we're not going to lie to you, last week there was a lot of pre-tape that went on. A lot? There was a lot of pre-tape that went on because... Uh, July 4th. Let's be honest hey, here. I was here in the morning live. I know. You need to get a raise, man. Now, I'm perfect the way I am. I am rocking solid, man. Well, it's good to be back, though. I mean, we, we did a lot of, we had interviews, too, with Larry. It was more so Larry Elder, Brad Thor. They were not able to do it live, of course, on July 4th, July 3rd. And uh, Today we have Adam Baldwin coming in of Last Ship there on, on TNT. If you don't watch the show, you should watch it. Fantastic show. You probably don't watch it, Fundip. It's a great show. I didn't even know who the hell he was when you mentioned him. I had, you, to, I had IMDb him. I'm like, I've seen him in that. I've seen him in that. I've seen him in that. He's been in everything. He's always, yeah. he's always that guy that you go, I've seen that guy in something before, but you don't know who the hell it is. Right. Well, I'm surprised you didn't know him as a sci-fi fan. Firefly, Serenity. My wife likes Firefly and Serenity. I tried something. I didn't connect to it. I, I felt horrible for not liking it because stereotypically a dork like me would love it. Mm, okay. Well, that makes sense. Glad to be with you. Glad to be back. Lots. Lot, lot. I had what, a little the stutter that? there. That shows you how I'm a little rusty. Lots to talk about this week. We have a few. Of course, the Pope made his controversial comments last night. He is an uh, idiot. Well, he didn't make the comments last night, but they sort of came to light. Like, did you read this, Fun Dip? Yeah, oh, he annoys the crap out of me. Okay. Don't lead with a story with the Pope and use the word crap, Fun Dip. He annoys the out of me? Okay, all right. There you go. We um, Listen, I'm, I'm not Catholic, full disclosure, and I like Catholics. I like a lot of people who are Catholic. I've liked most Popes. I'm just going to be honest. Nobody can beat JP2. JP2 was killer, man. People like JP2. Yeah, my mom had a picture of him on the wall in the living room. She prayed to him before he was even dead. Now, when I came home as a Pentecostal, I told her, you shouldn't be praying to live popes. Okay, well, let me get on with the story there. We don't need to hear about your mom <laughs> praying to the dead pope. Uh, pope but Francis says, effectively, let me read you the quote. Okay, okay. He said, if you trust all, no, I'm talking, I'm talking to the listener. I'm not talking to you, Funded. If you the, trust only men, you have lost. He told young people in a long rambling, talking about war. Well, don't trust women. Trust in politics after putting aside his prepared address. It makes me think of people, managers, businessmen, who call themselves Christian and manufacture weapons. That leads to a bit of distrust, doesn't it? And then he also went on to criticize people who invest in weapons industries, saying duplicity is a currency of today. They say one thing and do another. Okay, so let's. You know, this is Pope speak, right? He's out giving a, a talk, 
and it has to sound a little bit more self-important than necessary. But the underlying tone here is that it, it's a question, right? It's kind of like the whole Jesse Ventura where I don't, I'm not saying that George Bush orchestrated 9-11. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking a question that they ultimately never answer. The question here is, if you buy a gun, if you invest in guns, are you a Christian? I don't know. I'm not sure. And um, could be friends with hmm, Satan. Satan. And I, I do have a problem with that. Listen, I, I get some people are going to say you're taking it out of context. He's only talking about weapons manufacturers, and he's only talking about people who invest in weapons. If you read the – and they try and tell you – a lot of Catholics will try and tell you you're taking it out of context and you're letting the media distort them. No, listen. This pope has knocked them out of the socialist park on a regular basis, okay, this last year. Let's be honest about this. I get that you're Catholic. I get that many Catholic people feel disallowed to think of the Pope in any way that's even remotely critical. I understand that. It goes against your religion, not mine. I don't see the Pope as infallible. What, what, I, what brand of religion are you? I'm just a, I'm just a non-denominational Christian. I'm just a Christian. I'm a, I'm a Christ guy. But I mean, I'm a like, Jesus what, guy. I'm, what, not a, I'm not a guy in a funny hat guy. What brand of church would you go to if you were going? Well, I go to plenty of different churches because I travel a lot, and I just generally go to um, Bible-believing churches. You know, I was just up there. In, NIV, uh, in, uh, KGV, what kind do you like? What kind of denomination? No, what kind of Bible? You New, know, I don't care. New I don't believe Jesus King spoke James. in King James either. That's another thing. <laughs> We've seen the films. Jesus is British, right? I, I, I just, I, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what kind of a, as long as it's an accurate translation. I mean, there's you've got King James, fine, New King James, or the New Living Translation. So not uh, the Abonics Bible. I don't I don't use the Abonics Bible, generally speaking. Okay. Suck uh, there on that branch. It depends if I'm dealing with the uh, the Hebrew Israelites downtown who tell me I'm going to hell because I don't believe Jesus was black, then I might use it for reference. Oh, okay. Which is a whole thing. That's again, this denomination has made their whole thing that Jesus was black. And then they go Color doesn't matter about what color Jesus was. I'm like, oh, okay, great. He was black. What? Uh, I'm confused. I thought it didn't matter what color he was. And uh, we were going to have Antoine Dodson on the show, who actually used to be gay and converted to a Hebrew Israelite. And then um, he never came on. I think we scared him off. The he point here back. with the Pope, and, and I don't want to sully the, in, the, the lead-in for Adam Baldwin. Let's look at here. Interesting study. 25% of Catholics are likely to own guns, as well as 36 percent of protestants and other questions which begs the question is the pope right in more than a quarter of christendom absolutely wrong I, here it comes down to owning a gun doesn't make you a christian it doesn't make you a not christian it doesn't make you a good person or a bad person it it's doesn't like make hammer. you a hypocrite or it doesn't make you consistent quite frankly it just makes you a gun owner a gun is an immoral amoral object it's not an immoral object it's the same thing as money you have a lot of well, like this pope who go up and they talk about money and often they want to vilify it or the capitalist system. Listen, money is amoral. I can take that $50 and I can use it to go buy a homeless man. Well, $50 would get him one heck of a meal. I could take him to a steakhouse for $50. Or two and a half lap dances. Good funded. No, 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 no. Don't do that with Pope Tom. <laughs> or I could take that $50 and I could use it to go buy drugs. Money is amoral. 
gun is amoral. It's a tool. It can be used to rape or it can be used to stop a rape. And I'm fascinated with a pope who doesn't see the gross oversimplification in some of these statements that he's been making. And in full disclosure, in Fundip, you know this, I feel like we have to be consistent. If, if Barack Obama were to say this, conservatives would be up in arms, they would be furious, but because it's the Pope, we have to act like, well, it's taken out of context, it's not fair. No, put in context, treating it fairly, he's wrong. Yeah. He's wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's keep the lights on. We'll go to some of these sponsors, and uh, we'll come back and actually talk about the new Facebook icon that apparently was sexist, so they changed it. You micro-aggressing aggressing, uh, cisgender <laughs> jerk. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Stephen at scrowder.com. No, just at scrowder. Follow Fundip Dan at Fundip Dan. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. Everybody dance now. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Get down, get funky, get back up again. Here he is, it's Steven Crowder. Glad to be here and glad to know that everyone who was thinking about syndicating us just decided not to because fun dip Dan. The coffee is kicking in. Don't. That's after the. That's after they trigger their ads. I told you, you can do whatever you want before they tri- before they come back in. But they can't come back in and hear a horrible Irish slash Mexican accent. <laughs> Sound another. That was supposed to be like a Lawrence Welk. It was. I don't know what it was supposed to be. It sounded like it was like. It Luck of the Mexican. I, here's my Irish. Luck of the Irish to you. No, that's like a Lucky Charms commercial. That's not accurate. You're at all. magically delicious. All right, we have a but. Well, the big story this week is obviously Ariana Grande. Don't say what you're going to say, Fundip. I won't say that on the radio. Give me some credit. Well, Ariana Grande. Uh, here's the thing with Ariana Grande. I'll be honest, and I hate to sound out of touch. And you can tweet me at s crowder, and let me know if you think I didn't really know who she was. Now, neither I had did heard I. The name. Yeah. I had heard the name, but. I, I wasn't really in the know, and, and I realized that this entire time I was thinking Ariana Grande was actually Selena Gomez. Or Demi Lovato. They, you know, it's like, wow. Yes. I don't even, well, I wouldn't know. If Demi Lovato walked right in and bit me on my rear, I wouldn't know her. I would not know. Oh, there's Ariana. Yeah, Fundip showing me a picture of Ariana Grande. Selena Gomez, I guess, came up through Nickelodeon and Ariana Grande as Disney or vice versa. I don't know. Seems the main determining difference, though. Once I've... Selena Gomez was in that awful, awful movie with Ethan Hawke with the Shelby Cobra. Just terrible. Uh, it, was, it wasn't called Drive. That was the Ryan Gosling one where they try and make the five foot six featherweight look tough. Fast and Which, Furious? What? Fast and Furious? No, 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 no. Is no, that no, the no, Mini no. Coopers? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Anyway, I'm getting off point. But it was a terrible film. So that Sorry. was Selena Gomez. It seems the big difference between Selena Gomez, 
and Ariana Grande. They're both child stars. They're both sort of Abercrombie ethnic, you know, where you don't you're like, oh, they're 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 there's something in there, but I don't know what it is. And it seems that Selena Gomez is a big difference from which I can tell is a decent person, whereas Ariana Grande is um walking human excrement on a stick. So But she's that, cute. Yeah, but she's cute. She's cute excrement on a stick. You know, sometimes it happens. It's 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 just the, almost the random. every time. I, I I don't know what her deal was, but we have this up here at the website Ladder with Crowder. Ariana Grande was caught licking donuts. I don't know why you lick donuts when someone you know and you don't buy them. That's just a terrible it, move in the first she place. She had to have been on drugs. Yeah, she looks like she's. To be fair, she looks like she's inebriated. But what she then does is say, "I effing hate America. I hate Americans. I hate I hate America." That's what she said. Just so you know, in case you didn't realize, that's how she sounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let me reiterate it for you. America. So that's what Ariana Grande said. <laughs> I was sitting there going, this is what happens with these. And I don't want to be one of those rednecks who goes, well, if you don't like America, why don't you get the hell out? I don't want to be one what, of those guys. What kind of redneck do you want to be? I want to be the redneck who's like, I want to be Eugene from Walking Dead, where I found the cure to the disease, but I'm still wearing a Tennessee top hat. <laughs> Business in the front, party in the back, Canadian tuxedo. That's what I want to be, the smart redneck. Um, she just, she, she's made all of her success here in the United States. And, of course, everyone else is making those points. But here's a big point. It's not just, if you don't like America, get out, you, you damn filthy immigrant. I don't even think she's an immigrant. I think she's probably born in Connecticut or something like that. And they probably changed her last name, just like Tom Cruise. So what I think people need to understand here and it's a a better point to make is not leave america but yes she did obviously find her success in america the problem that happens with celebrities notably celebrities who make it in the united states is they make it here and then they become international sensations you know they go to dubai or something like that like you saw this with madonna and then they go well the people in europe are just way now the people in japan are just the only reason you've been afforded the opportunity to be popular in any of those countries or states like the UAE is because you made it in America. If you can you, make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's true. That's the I think that's the law for New York, though. I don't necessarily know that that's the whole country. Yeah. New York's a hellhole. That's for sure. I loved going to New York. Yeah, I know, because you visited it. Just like when you go to Scotland or Ireland and, and you're like, oh, Loch Ness. You don't live there under their tyranny. <laughs> It was last week we were talking about fun. It's like, oh, I like fish and chips. I can live in Liverpool. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. You realize what the Muslims would do to you in Liverpool, the Islamists? Well, I wouldn't tell them I was ever on this show. <laughs> well, you're pretty easy to find. Oh, I would shave my head and I would get contacts. You and, said you and, can't lose, wear contacts. and lose 150 pounds. You said you can't wear contacts. I, I've never tried. I mean, watching the end of your brother's film was. I thought I was going to have a stroke as they're putting that contact in. I'm going, oh, my God, that hurts. But, I mean. You, you are a weak man. Oh, very, very. I admit it. <laughs> it's like other people. You know, well, I just, I've got to I've got to start paying rent. There's some guy who's like, you know, I had to start turning tricks down on the boardwalk so I could afford rent for my family. Find up like, I can't put in a contact. <laughs> I can't imagine. That's all they would need to do. They capture him to know his, find out his deepest secrets. We're going to put the contact in. Oh, my God, I denounce America. 
I'm ditching my slave name and converting to the nation of Islam. Just don't put it near my cornea. But I'll lick that donut for you. What's funny is now Fundip's doing an impression of, you of my Fundip impression. <laughs> well, Jared, it, it, actually, gay Jared had a point it's about like a me copy doing Fundip of a on the podcast when he was reviewing it. Yeah, I was, I was, I was listening back to the podcast one day, and I'm like, what the hell is Fundip talking about? I don't even know what's going on right now. And then I, it took me a while to realize, oh, that's that's Steven doing an impression of Fundip. <laughs> I'm like, I told you, you got to stop doing it so well because people, it, the listeners, without seeing you can't. But see, it's weird because there's, you know, me sitting up straight reading the news voice where I'm like, a new report ranks the Pure Michigan campaign where I've got base. But then Stephen gets me all. And there's bitchy funded. (laughs) Stephen gets me all mad and I go up all high. I'm like, what are you talking about, you idiot? I'm like, where did all my base go? Yeah, you sound like all What? Fundip doesn't didn't realize what a troll I was when I first came in. I remember he's sitting there in his creepy way. You ever seen Fundip when he eats lunch? He like he rests his hands on his on his like sternum. Yeah. The way he sits, like an evil doer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> like an evil doer. You know, like you're supposed to like choking a cat. And he sits I would there. never choke a cat. I would stroke a cat. They're well, you choke the chicken on a regular basis. So he's sitting not there. And anymore. He's, he's, not anymore. His hands are years. folded. And I see his Trekkie shirt. And basically I'm just sitting there. I'm like, huh, okay. I know he's going to be working with me, so let's get this out of the way. Star Trek sucks. Star Wars sucks. Will Ferrell's hilarious. I love Chris Farley. You look like Chris Farley. He's like, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> he's just freaked out. And then we became besties. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, as a matter of fact, last night I was told, you know, if we hit it big, I have to get off this show or my wife's divorcing me. Well, actually, we're going to be talking about alimony laws because she can't, she's not serious about that. No, I think she was joking. We need I to get you so. and your wife. And you and in, your wife and uh, have a key party. And also get, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if he was listening. I was, yeah, I did skim over that one. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's not really fair. I'm just. That's, that's not an. That's yeah, not you, really fair. You do. would end up pulling my keys and I'd be like, oh, geez, now it's just like the end of the Jahadi video. <laughs> well, I end up pulling your keys and your wife would be gone, so I'd be stuck with you. <laughs> I'd be like, what the heck? I don't want to make out with Carter Hey, Steven, let's get in my Star Trek bed sheets and cuddle. <laughs> The bed sheets are Star Wars. <laughs> Do you sleep in a race car, Fun Dip? No, I actually made my own bed frame. Is it a Mack truck? No, I built a, a huge bed frame that's tall enough to store record albums underneath it, and uh, and it's huge. It's massive. It's powerful. It is powerful. You know who's powerful, actually? Our next guest is uh, Adam Baldwin, who will be coming up. Stay tuned. It's rare that we get an A-lister. Like Adam Baldwin, last ship is the biggest show of the summer. Surprise! I mean, I you know Adam Baldwin is is a really smart guy. He's obviously a little more low key than we are. It's one of those kind of slow burns where he'll have some really funny lines and just throw them away like they're nothing. So you gotta keep a you gotta keep a your your ear open for Adam Baldwin. Talking about Ariana Grande, my point is I think we've reached a point in this country where where people are genuinely ungrateful for the opportunities America has afforded them. And that's a pretty scary thing. When Ariana Grande is the quintessential American success story, and she doesn't recognize it, and she actually hates the country that's provided her that opportunity, that's not just Ariana Grande. Because for every Ariana Grande, there's 50 kids who are going to college who are in the workforce. 
who hate their country, who don't understand how quickly freedom can go away. We were talking about this with the 4th of July last weekend. We have a generation of people who go, well, you're just, what, you think there's going to be some kind of a collapse? Well, look at Greece. Well, you think it's going to be a world war? It could happen. It's in the, in the realm of history. It happened not that long ago. I was talking with my 92-year-old grandmother. She's like, oh, I remember when blacks couldn't vote. Like, holy crap, it doesn't take long for freedom to go away. Adam Baldwin coming up next. Listening to L- L- Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Louder with So glad to have this next guest on the program. Let's get the formalities out of the way. But of course, if you don't know who he is, uh, I mean, Full Metal Jacket is where I first saw him when I watched it at uh, a point that was completely age inappropriate. Uh, and then, of course, Chuck, fantastic show, sci-fi fans, Firefly. And right now, the last ship, my parents call and spoil every episode for me before I get to watch it on Hulu. Adam Baldwin, thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks, Stephen. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you uh, you coming on. It's a, it's it's a problem. My parents. It's one of the few shows that my parents watch, and I watch, but they have cable and I don't, and so every every episode just gets ruined. Well, so they call you up and say, "Ah, Stephen Adam kicked ass again." <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much because they also sound like nineteen twenties uh, uh, paper boys. I was gonna um, say that's that's how your mom sounds, right? Yeah, that's how she sounds. Ah, Stephen, Adam Baldwin, see? It's <laughs> <laughs> really creepy. You make her sound like uh, Jameson at the Daily Bugle, but um, I like I like Jordan better. <laughs> because that's not far off at all. My mom <laughs> definitely prefers my brother. Um, no, but this is I'm always we've always talked about having you on and I just know you're so busy that it's one of those things where I, I don't want to bother you. And then I saw that you were doing every Tom, Dick and Harry's podcast. So I said, hey, hold on a second. I'm a dick. Um, you're calling me calling me cheap, huh? cheap date. <laughs> you are a cheap date. Um, except you're a big man. So I would assume you eat a lot. Let's talk. Firstly, everyone knows. Obviously, we'll get into politics. Last ship was kind of a sleeper hit, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, it's it's become really popular. And I know it was, was it sort of a slow build? Because when it came out, it seems like, you know, a lot of times in the summer, they kind of just put something in and hope it works. Uh, it actually came out of the box strong. It was a, it was a great promotional uh, run and, and it, uh, it was, it was a hit from the, 
out of the gate. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> but it it, ha- it has grown, and now we're in season two. Season two always has a natural drop off in any show. Yeah. Um, but we're we're uh, steady as she goes, and we're very hopeful we'll do season three. We don't know yet, but uh, we're hopeful. The life of an actor. You're always. I remember even back when Chuck was going on, that was kind of always. Well, what's what's going to happen with it? Even with the successful shows, which is where, why I wonder. You know, when I watch something like The Walking Dead, um, they'll write like two seasons out. You know, a character that'll come back from season one to season five, and the story wouldn't be complete without it. Is that just sort of a risk you take with with series like this? Because I mean, you you know, in this industry, how volatile it can be. Even if the show's doing well, some guy can go, Ah, I want to try something different. <laughs> Well, shows shows that are well put together generally have what we like to call quote a bible, in in that you you can have it stretch out over a five year period or three year period, so that they can do that. Um, the other ones that sort of fly by the seat of their pants can get caught. Oh, we're getting picked up again. Crap, we got to write more. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hurry up. Yeah. That happened on a show that I worked on once uh, with ABC Family, and you could just tell. They were like, well, let's throw in another love triangle. Oh, we already did it. Make it a lesbian. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the, the, ultimate, the ultimate in that, what I guess would be Seinfeld. Just another show about nothing. Yeah, but it's a fantastic program. See, it worked for them because that's kind of the theme. Unless you're not a Seinfeld fan, in which case I, I, I rescind my comment. and we'll I, love Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. Well, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, too, and a lot of conservatives got upset about it, and I've always sort of contended that, hey, Larry David is the ultimate conservative who doesn't realize it. Um, just hates political correctness. He hates people. Be, be, he doesn't want to be involved in anyone else's life, doesn't want them involved with his. You know, of course, he's just a Hollywood leftist by trade, but uh, if you watch it, the show, it could be written by by any conservative. Well, this is what I ask all my, my liberal friends, of which I have many. How do you actually live your life as a quote-unquote liberal? And they're, they're hard-pressed to answer that question specifically. Well, I care more than Republicans do. I, I, uh, um, uh, and then it sort of trails off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, so it's you, funny. It's funny. You pin, you pin them down and you go, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Shut up. Shut up. Halliburton. <laughs> yeah, Dick Cheney was yeah. for gay marriage before Obama was for gay marriage or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I remember I was auditioning actually one time for it was actually a hosting gig, and um, at this point someone someone knew that I was conservative, and uh, no, at this point I was already with I had been with Fox News for a very little amount of time because you know I started off as an actor comedian long before that, and so I was still kind of in this transition phase where I was right. still with my old agents and they had no idea what to do with it because all of a sudden I was working at Fox, and. Um, I was in there, you know, with these hosting gigs, they put you in and kind of circulate you with other co-hosts. And he goes, oh, so you've been at Fox News. I said, yeah. He says, so, like, have you done, like, Huckabee show? I said, yeah. You know, and I said, you know what? He's actually, he's not what you'd expect. He's, he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. And this guy said, who's a well-known host now, said, oh, like, what's funny about him is views on gay marriage. And I remember this because at that time I looked him right in the face and I said, you mean the exact same views as Barack Obama? And he didn't know what to say. And of course I couldn't use that now because he's changed that. But it just goes to show you how quickly those things change and it's it's not really based on 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 what's actually happening now. It's based on emotion. Well, Huckabee is the bad Christian and Obama must be for gay marriage even though he was against it. Well, he's evolved. <laughs> yes. He's evolved into a 
a super virus. Oh my god. That's like yeah. the last ship. See what I did there? Callback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought we were talking about the last ship. You bring me on to talk politics, you pin me down, man. That's that's kind of rude. <laughs> it is pretty rude. Um and you're a bigger man than I. I will say this, it's gotta be hard. They must put everyone else on apple boxes when they're when they're shooting uh, with you. Well, at least quarter apples or half apples. <laughs> Do you know what you know what you know what an eighth apple is called, right? Okay, well remember the FCC monitors this, so let's be careful, but what is it? It's called the pancake. I see what you did there. Yeah. I was expecting something radically offensive. Uh, oh, my gosh. No. We have to go to the first break. We barely got into politics. Adam Baldwin, last ship. Watch it if you're not. We'll be right back. Louder with Crowder. This is Louder with Crowder. Be sure to visit louderwithcrowder.com. Serious time. Super serious. A lot of you Crowder heads listening to this podcast aren't even following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. There is all kinds of stuff that you'll find on there you won't hear on this podcast, YouTube videos, and you can follow my insubordinate producer, at FunDipDan. Finally, a plug for me. First 20 seconds of this Louder with Crowder promo, and you're talking about Stephen friggin' Crowder. Are you going to cry? That's what you do. That's kind of <laughs> your thing. Louder with Crowder, at S. Crowder. Follow me. Follow at FunDipDan. Just try to not make him cry. I'll cry tears of joy when the terrorists take you out. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. Adam Baldwin is back. Please don't hurt me. You have the floor, sir. Circling back to the constitutional argument and the last two uh, Supreme Court decisions, there's an old saying that where the Constitution is silent, you're left to the states, and that's not what happened here. So you have, you do have, again, what Levin calls a judicial tyranny, and that's scary. So will people comply is the, uh, is the next question. Right. How can, how can they force people to comply? Well, I'm not talking about a government taking. I'm talking about it could become very difficult to um, acquire firearms, I think, at some point. But I do think guns are a winning issue. I think the if I were to advise right now a GOP guy, and you seem to do this too. I think this is a big reason a lot of people really like you. You're a Christian. You're pretty conservative across the board. Um, I mean, in a way that's consistent. And But you seem to focus on winning issues. I think right now feminism has pushback. Islam has pushback. People are realizing, going, all right, let's stop the PC stuff here. It's dangerous. Guns have pushback. There's too much data. And the free speech thing. Those four issues are cultural winning issues. Do you see it that way? I do. And my, uh, again, my liberal friends, to use the straw man, uh, <laughs> they have guns. They own guns. They just don't talk about them publicly. Right. I mean, you wouldn't know what guns I own, if any. I know you own guns. I'm pretty sure you've talked about guns on Twitter. I don't know how many you own. I haven't talked about owning any. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just tweeted out. It, yes. doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I don't. doesn't mean I do. I just don't talk about what I have. Right. Well, I was asked on Russia Today, how many guns do you have? I said, that is for nobody else but me to know. I did just tweet out because I got a sweet piece yesterday, and so that was my birthday. Um, a little bit of a brag there because I have an awesome wife. If a wife buys you a three fifty seven Magnum, I think she deserves to be uh, praised publicly. <laughs> I know. She's a sweetheart. Happy wife, happy life. Yes, exactly. And she's she's all about the guns. Um, she's all about, about learning and, and – um, I'm really grateful for that. I don't know. Well, again, you don't talk about guns, so that's fine. But uh, a lot of women. Well, I'd, li I'd, li I'd like to. I'd like to compete with you in a three-gun challenge. That'd be fun. 
Yes, we can go there. Let's take it in that direction. Um, yeah. Okay, so here's here's another thing. You're dealing. You you just had people try and get rid of you. Was it Australia at this sci-fi convention? The Gamergate people. How does how does that happen? How do they get to the point where they actually try and stage some? kind Do you call that a boycott? What is it called at that point? Well, at first it was a petition to get me banned, but it failed. It was uh, <clears throat> just uh, a few people on Twitter. They know how they have an algorithm where they can replicate themselves into you know what they call bots and, and uh, right. sock, pu- sock puppet accounts and they they generate <clears throat> you know f- 10 people can generate 5,000 uh, emails to uh, a promoter and at first if the promoter is not prepared it can catch him off guard and sure. you see this in other culture uh, cultural issues as well uh, people get slammed with a bunch of emails and they react uh, I mean Bubba Watson, I guess, has now taken the uh, the Confederate flag off of uh, the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard, right. which I think is an overreaction. I think you know, it's an car, overreaction. Yeah, the car. You can say what you like about the the damn flag, love it or hate it, but the car is the car, and you're going to destroy the value of it by by defacing it. Whether you put an American flag on it or not is not the issue. I love the American flag. I don't have any uh, issue with with the confederate flag it's not my flag uh, i grew up in the north so <clears throat> i don't have a, a dog in that in that hunt and i think a lot of people are just overreacting because they're looking to point the finger away from the overdrugged leftist crazy kid who went nuts and killed people you right know, this, it, it seems like that's that's the mo of of these mass killers these shooters they're they're over-medicated youths who, you know, get off their meds and go crazy. And they're generally products of public education and the welfare state. And right. they're not they're not conservatives. Right. Speaking of not conservatives, you just tweeted this at me. So are you are you a Donald Trump fan or do you just like how bold he's being? I don't know Donald Trump. All I can all I can see from what he's doing on the immigration issue is He's raising the issue, however, as they like to say, inartfully the language may be. Right. It's now it's now part of the national conversation. So that's a good thing. I think uh, it's a good thing too. My issue yeah. is people saying, Well, he's the only one who's gonna say it. Rick Perry actually, you know, my family living in Texas, having spent a lot of time there, did a lot on the immigration issue. Oh no, I know. Um, I, li- I like I like Rick Perry. I, I'm not sure he's electable. I think he's no. Not. I think you're right. But my my point is this with Donald Trump. We did a vetting piece. I don't know if you saw. You know, he's he's given way more to Democrats and Republicans. Gave to the Clinton Foundation, both yeah, Senate yeah. and now. Um, yeah. He was for illegal immigration. Was for socialized health care. Was for abortion. So I, I just you know Andrew Breitbart said he wasn't conservative, and I go okay. I'm a little leery, but I agree with you that this is valuable. My only issue is when conservatives sort of throw other conservatives under the bus and go, well, Donald Trump's the only one saying it, when. Someone like Rick Perry's been saying it for a long time. He's just not been saying it in a bombastic way, and so he gets overlooked. Yeah, well, that that goes to the GOP's lack of media savvy, and yeah. that's their and that's their fault. It's not Donald Trump's fault. I think it, you know. That's fair. Do I think Do I think Trump can be elected president? No. Do I think that his his contribution to this conversation is is worthwhile? Yes. Do I think that uh, he's damaged the GOP brand or can damage the GOP brand, as some of the GOPers are saying? Look, they've done a good enough job on their own of doing that. So, 
That's you know, true. What what does that say about the GOP brand if Donald Trump can can hurt it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like uh, it's I mean, like the GOP, the GOP brand. If you look at the two faces of the GOP brand, it's John Boehner and Mitch McConnell. Uh, Hello, this is true. That so is... until so, until until someone steps up, uh, one of these candidates steps up, and I like Carly Fiorina and I like uh, Marco Rubio. I do want a governor. I do tend to have preference for a governor, an executive to step into that role, like Scott Walker. So he would probably be my favorite, but at this point, we don't know. This is why we have primaries. Exactly. No, and I think you're right. People have given me so much flack for, I've been very critical of Trump. Um, Again, you know, being in New York, working in media, without saying so much, some people have different personal experiences. I I don't, I'm not sold the guy's conservative. I think Donald Trump is in it for Donald Trump. And what I did write about, I, I wrote a vetting piece as to the reasons he's not conservative. And then right after that, I wrote, well, here are the top five things Donald Trump brings to the race. And the most important thing is, you know, he's willing to poke his finger in the opponent's chest like Rahm Emanuel in the shower and <laughs> go straight for the issues. And I yep. think that'll embolden, you know, look at when he did the birth certificate thing. OK, I'm not a birther. I think it's silly. All right. Hold your emails. Yep. Some of them oh, you brought it up. I knew you. No, that's not what I'm saying. But along with the birth certificate, he said, you know, we don't know anything about his college records. We don't know anything about him. And so what happened was he went full on, you know, Tropic Thunder. Um, with the birth certificate, and it allowed other GOPers to say, well, you know what, he's, 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 he's out of line on that, but he's right in that there is a lack of transparency, and they can sort of draft in. I see that as valuable, but I see him maybe overreaching, and yeah, I do think he could damage um, the party if he goes too far off the reservation. So he could damage the party in the eyes of MSNBC and the Washington Post and the New York Times. No, in the eyes of everyday Americans. I mean, you know, people, most people, if you look at them who watch like Celebrity Apprentice, I mean, you know these numbers, anywhere between 20, 30, I mean, it's a highly rated show. Most people didn't like Donald Trump. They think, they thought he was an ass. That's not me saying, that's most people. Um, Anyone who reads his book will think he's a horrendous person. I mean, if you read his Art of the Comeback, he just says some really mean-spirited things so my thing is I'm going, yeah, he can definitely get in front of the media, but if they can attribute some of the horrendous things he said to conservatives, I think that could be a rough a rough. Crime. Well, they're going to do that anyway. They're already doing it. So it's that 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 horse is out of the gate. Uh, you know, they hate they hate some they hated quote unquote Simon Cowell too. You know, mm-hmm. and he's huge, huge star, huge so man yeah. boobs. I don't know how that body type happens. <laughs> Have you met him? I haven't. I haven't. Have you met him? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to have a story about, like, I met him, and those those things were like speed bags. I, don't know, I thought you were going to have a good <laughs> Simon no. Cowell man boob story. No. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, okay. We'll, we'll end the radio portion here. For those listening terrestrially, uncensored, the next portion here, you can follow it at uh, lotterwithcredder.com. Last ship. Watch that. Uncensored on the website. Uh, continue. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades. All of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. Welcome to Cool News. 
News with a super cool approach. I am your host, Phil Cool. This week, with the Supreme Court, we hey, P. Ray, why'd you turn the lights off? It's getting dark. It got dark. I can't read no copy with a lights off in here. I can't see. I can't see. I can't drink my coffee. Yeah, you just scared it dark. Hey. I need to read my copy. Can you get me a... P-Ray, you supposed to be... Get me a flashlight or something so I can read news for this. I, no. Hey, P- You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow at S. Crowder and follow at FundipDan on Twitter. That's at S. Crowder and at FundipDan. And now your host, Stephen Crowder. You know, I got a lot of compliments on the rancid uh, selection for music there, that bump. People really like that song. Rancid rocks, man. Rancid's a pretty rockin' band. We are back. Glad to be here. Adam Baldwin, what a swell gentleman. I do recommend you watch The Last Ship. And, of course, a lot of Chuck fans out there. Gay, Gay Jared's friends were really into uh, into the show Chuck. So uh, a lot of people are big fans of his. Like you said, he's kind of that guy who you see in, in everything. By the was way. Was he the lead in Chuck? He was the supporting guy. Okay. Zachary Levi was the lead. I do want to thank, uh, by the way, my birthday was last week, and I got a super sweet gift. My dad and my wife got together, and I got this, this gun I've been wanting for a long time. So Kenny at uh, the Crazy Gun Dealer in Texas, thank you. He actually was a fan of the show and gave it to them like at an incredible discount. Uh, so thanks. It was, it was, it was a great birthday. It was a great birthday. And, um, we went out, Gay Jared and I went to the range. We shot it. No, no, Gay Jared, you're doing your conceal, not your concealed carry course. You went to a tactical course last night. Was that it? It was kind of a, it was a beginning handgun course. So I just kind of wanted to kind of get the basics. A lot of it I knew. So it was a good reinforcement, but, um, it's real easy, Jared. It's real easy. Squeeze the trigger. Don't pull the trigger. Aim for the center of the paper. Yeah, just go save himself eighty bucks. Yeah, Fundip's Fun wife doesn't allow him to have guns. Hey, my first wife did. Look at those guns. He doesn't eat guns. Look at those. Look at those guns he has on either side. You know what I want to see? Suns out. Those guns are out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. That's actually a good good segue there, Gager. Did you see this story of the lady at J.C. Penney who complained? <laughs> what a stupid idiot. Oh, you know what? I realize I, I want to have that on the soundboard here. Um, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can get Jared to bring that up. This uh, this clip from the J.C. Penny Dame. I'll, I'll give you a rundown really quickly. So this lady, she protests. This is this is news. All we 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 covered it first at ladderwithcrowder.com, and then other people started picking it up. It was at some local NBC affiliate. This lady was protesting J.C. Penny. Now she was protesting J.C. Penny for encouraging gun violence. So okay, we have that. Firstly, it's important to note this is an insane person. Because she called J.C. Penney's a mom and pop shop. It's like <laughs> it's a I'm national a, chain. I, I was so surprised at a mom and pop shop like J.C. Penney. So this is an insane person. Now, what she was mad about, just to give you an idea as to what the anti-gun gun grabber crowd how how tr- how easily triggered they are. Ironically enough, triggered was a muscle shirt that said, Suns Out, Guns Out. Many of you probably own this shirt. 
Let me know. Tweet me at S. Crowder. I, I've actually run into some people who've worn this shirt. Now, sun's out, gun's out, the gun show, your biceps, right? You've heard people talk about your guns. That's what the shirt was about. She didn't get the gun. Are you trying to hook that up there, Jared? I don't know what he's doing. If you, <laughs> if you don't get a joke, it's one thing. Here's, but the truth is this lady, you know, she went to the press. She filed a grievance. She was hoping that JCPenney takes it off the shelves. Here's my deal about this. I feel so sorry for this woman's family. You know, she shows up to the barbecue. Oh, crap. It's, it's Aunt Rita. Oh, she's here. She's going to find, quick, hide anything fun. Make sure the nerf goes away. Super soaker, get rid of it. What's the, What are those, firecrackers? No, Rita can't have it around her. She's going to say, it. do we have the, the clip? All right, let's get this clip rolling here. This is actual audio, and I'll talk you through it. So uh, Rita, in where was this? Somewhere in America. Go, Jared. I did a double take as to uh, when I saw the ad for this shirt right on the front page. This shirt says, sun's out, gun's out. <laughs> Look a how formal they are. muscles for a sleeveless T-shirt. But Rita feels it sends a different message. I just thought she it was feels. sad that a, a major retailer, um, mom and pop retailer like Jason, <laughs> with something that advocates glorified gun violence. It we doesn't. reached out to Jason. You're Penny an idiot. For yeah, what a moron. We found the shirt being sold at a local JCPenney store. I'm a loyal JCPenney shopper. And that's loyal why I read the mom their, and pop shop. And, uh, look for sales. I know Jay but, uh, and Steve and Penny. Some more attention. That's now, their daughter. Now knows what she'd like to see happen. Well, I would hope they would take it Penny. off the shelves Penny. immediately. All right. There we go. What a bunch of crap. JC, I love how she. Don't you love how KJ? Don't you love how she goes like a major retailer, a mom and pop retailer in the same yeah. sentence? Yeah. Which one is it? <laughs> what is it? A major retailer or a mom and pop retailer? She doesn't even know what it is. This is a perfect example of just the, the complete lack of, of logic or consistency with leftism. They're so dead set on removing anything that has anything to do with guns. Here, I feel sorry for her family, and here's the thing. It's one thing to not get a joke, right? Here's a process here. She didn't get a joke, okay? She was offended. She didn't get a joke. She knows at the end of the day, she knows that she didn't get the joke. I mean, someone notified her, like, no, listen, sweetie, sweetheart, Rita. Well, no one's calling her sweetheart. They're going, listen, you crazy old bat, Rita, this is a joke. You're not getting it. So I guarantee you, unless everyone in her life absolutely hates her, she had to have been notified that Suns Out, Guns Out was, a, you know, about the biceps. She didn't care. She still had to save face. So she didn't even just complain to her family or have a discussion. She didn't even go to the mom and she didn't go to J or C at JCPenney. She decided to go to the press to try and use pressure to make sure that JCPenney cannot sell a shirt that has a written joke that she doesn't even get in the first place. I want to make sure I'm getting this story clarified yeah. to all of you. <laughs> it is how, can, how can she even procreate? How can she exist? being that stupid that's dumber than i am that's dumber than jared i mean that's just insane yeah i know it's it was it's it's not insane it's ideolo it's the kind of insane insane ramblings that only the completely ideologically left driven lament <laughs> it is you don't see a conservative doing this. I'm sorry. You don't see a libertarian doing this. I'm not just saying conser conservatives are flawed. I think there are smart people on both sides.
but you very rarely see conservatives going, I just, this is, I want this novelty shirt off the shelves because it says that uh, George Bush was a monkey. You know, they just go, oh, I'm not going to buy that shirt. Isn't that the solution? You don't get a joke. Don't buy the shirt. <laughs> don't buy the but it's not enough for her to not wear the shirt. That's that's the whole this is the outrage culture of the left. This is a social justice warrior culture of the left. It's not enough to be offended. It's not enough that you have everyone the thing is now too funded. Here's the big irony. All of these people have more of a platform than they ever would have had. They can get on Twitter, they can get on Facebook, they can get on Google Plus if you're one of the people who uses that. <laughs> They can do any of those things. What the hell is Google Plus? Yet they still feel completely unheard. They just want, everyone must hear me. I don't like guns. I don't want you to wear the muscle shirt. I don't want to see your guns. I you don't sound want to like see Gilbert Gottfried. I don't want to see your guns. <laughs> guns out, guns out. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know what it was. My point is we've gotten we've gotten to a stage in this culture. This is what's most alarming to me right now. And it's because this is the head of the beast. Is everyone's offense now is being treated as legitimate as real offenses. You know, for example, uh Sally Cohn said that Christians should be ostracized, right? She's saying anyone who's against gay marriage, I hope Christians are ostracized. Yeah, okay, there, there's a reason not to be offended, but to be upset and to go, hey, you're out of line. Yeah, fun dip. Now, I, I think that, like, people need to just learn to get along. Christians don't need to be ostracized. They don't need to ostracize others. People just need to say, hey, we're kind of different from each other. But let's shut the hell up. Yeah, well, run for office on that platform and see how it works. I think I think you're right. The problem is, your blind spot is that it's not Christians who are ostracizing or are trying to be involved in gay lives like Sally Cohn. They've never said we think gay people should be ostracized. Sally Cohn is saying that about Christians. We'll be back to talk about it. Louder with Crowder. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How do you get in this room? Cold, Cold hard cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to fun dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. doesn't, <laughs> I, doesn't po like. I pointed at you and i'm like what the hell is he doing yeah i know my mic was off because i was i was talking with gay jared about uh, about something you were making fun of me behind the scenes you had to shut your mic off no he had uh, he had messed something up earlier and i had to make it known 
Oh, tell us about it. What did he screw up this time? Well, he just screws up stuff all the time, and you know, it's it's a problem where your you... punishment must be masturbated. <laughs> he know, he knows that once the once this this feed stops going out to you, the listener, it's going to go down. Sean Connery as Darth Vader. That's what that sounded like. I know that was the Bane thing. I don't know why he went with the Sean Connery. He thought it was going to be intimidating. But uh, but no, Gay Jarrett is actually learning how to fire a firearm, and he went there. So Gay Jarrett, tell us about that yesterday. You've been going through the because just this week, you know, they came up with a study, and we'll talk about this where they said, uh, and maybe that's why the Pope has been on his high horse, has high pointy hat horse, uh, that you know you can't be a Christian and own a gun. There's a study that came out that guns don't actually deter crime. We debunked it at Louder with Crowder. But you've been kind of getting into your your you want to start carrying, and you went to this course last night. What was that like? Yeah, you know it was really good. I I think um I didn't, I learned several things last night. Um, you know, there's so much you can learn on the internet now. It's kind of hard not to kind of repeat a lot of right things when you go something like that. But um, it was a good reinforcement of things. And something I think has been really kind of interesting as I kind of get into some of this is you you get those gun stereotypes. I had the gun stereotypes in my head. I like the what kind of gun, and you go to these places. And they immediately blow them all away. Yeah. The one guy working at, at the place was like this skinny, skinny drummer boy. He plays drums. Did you play for him? I, pum, 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 pum. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Was it Bowie? Can I play for you? Pum, rum, pum, pum, pum. That's actually my favorite version of it. Oh, with, Bo- with Crosby Bo- and Bowie? Bowie and Bing Crosby, yeah. Bing Crosby, yeah. It's amazing. Sorry, go ahead, continue. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was cool. You know, I think. A lot of people just have a lot of misconceptions of what a gun person is, and there is a type. Well, we went to the gun show, and that was the gun show that we went to was like it was more like almost like a bunker show. It was pretty worse. How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. It was pretty bad. The gun show we went to. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Every stereotype, there, if there's the genres of stereotypes, everyone was present. Right, everyone was present there. But at this one, you said it was four, it was half women, half men. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of women there, kind of, uh, you know, getting, you know, first time pistol users, and that was kind of cool to see. Um, you know, we talked about that on the, on on the site too, of how women, and I've talked, had conversations with them about, you know, if there's anybody who needs to learn how to use a firearm, it's it's women more than anybody. Yeah, well, and that's where Fundip's wife should really learn that too. The, women need to realize the only chance you have. Is a gun. I'm not saying it guarantees that you're going to survive, but again, we were talking about it kind of like the BS. You get some of these gun people or ex-military people as far as fighting, and that's one of those things. Just for people who know, special for. I mean, my my jiu-jitsu instructor was an army ranger, and he would tell you the first thing. He's like, "Listen, we don't fight in the military." He's like, "Gun tactics, strategy." I know. He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu now. He's a brown belt. Uh, he won worlds in a senior division, and he said it's complete. If someone in the military tells you they know secrets, he goes, "They don't know anything." You a basic fighter can kick the crap out of them, but um, so there's a lot of BS there, and there's also a lot of BS that people just think you know it's a woman can get tough enough. You hit a guy in the cocoa puffs, and you're you know you're safe to go. You just hit him here and yell, "That's not my purse." The only hey, chance a woman racist. has, the only chance a woman has is um is a gun. That's you you disarm women. You are basically creating an intrinsically patriarchal. Yeah, talk, society. Let's talk about a war on a woman there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minor let's, talk, let's talk that war. Yeah. I mean, what, what can a woman do if she if a guy breaks into her house? Let me give you all the scenarios. Cause you said, so it was four women and four guys? Four women and four guys. Well, that's one of the biggest markets right now for guns. A lot of people don't know this. We have an article up at uh, louderwithcrowder.com. Women right now particularly are getting more and more concealed carry permits uh, at a rate that's accelerated drastically. 
And I think it's because they, they don't want to be victims. And also, fewer and fewer women want to consider themselves feminists. So that just goes to show you they're going, I don't want this label of whiny feminist, but I'm going to empower myself and actually be independent. So it's, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting to see. You see a lot of women. I mean, my wife went in, too, and, and they were really nice to her. You know, I think at a point, gun shop guys, I will tell you, when I bought my first firearm, they were kind of jerks, and I think now they're seeing so many women come in. They're going, "Oh, these these women are serious." Yeah, you know, in the the place where I went, they actually offer courses specifically for women only, and they advertise those like being a great. <laughs> and site. that's the day you went. <laughs> Not gay. <laughs> but I, I mean, it was it was. He went s- for his safe place. Yeah, we're gonna skim right over. He right? dressed <laughs> up like JJ Marie. Straight his movie. Hey. But it was a good thing, and I, I would just say to people out there listening who thought about going to these kind of things, it's a great, if you can find a good place to go, yeah. you're, it's not an intimidating place. I've never, of the six, seven people I've interacted at this specific place, um, you know, everyone has been super friendly. And even the guy last night, I walked in and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a trip because the main guy come up to teach us course. Looked, you've, you've, seen, you've seen Avatar. You've yeah, seen, like, he looked the, like the, the, Jared. the biggest bad guy in Avatar. Jared. Yeah, yeah hold on. Yes. Is your mic handheld? It's not. It's you know what it is? Somebody's gripping something, and it you know sounds it is? really dirty. It's Jared keeps banging his desk. He always does that. It's driving me nuts. Eh, and his cheek is against the mic. You have no idea. All your years in working in the in entertainment industry, media, Jared, you have no clue how to even just use a basic microphone. It's because I'm busy, too busy covering up all your mistakes. It's because you're too busy hanging out with men on the wrong side of town. Okay. Yes, well, listen, it's not about your gay... It's not about your gayness. We have no problem with your gayness. We have a problem with the lifestyle that cuts you're gay, gay in your own time is fine. Just don't let it cut into work. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you got the gun thing going. Are you going to go back? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back and get my um my concealed carry here soon. And uh, well, well, my point was before you interrupted me and, and totally just threw every gay person in their bus. Squirrel. <laughs> was that even the most intimidating looking guy there who I said, you know, this this guy, stereotypical looking, really buff 60 year old. The one you walked up to and said, nice guns. Yeah, No, I would not dare say anything to this guy who was a complete sincere compliment, but he did have nice guns and he'd been, you know, police force, SWAT, Iraq, the whole thing, but he's still like the nicest guy. He still took time. He took a lot of time to kind of help me with, with my shot. That's and one thing, too. You see a lot of good these, to see. You know, Adam Baldwin made a great point about that. And um, it was uh, that if you're going to talk about a tyrannical government, right, before you even get to the people, an armed populace, you'd have to deal with a completely complicit police force. And a lot of them are good guys. I know I hate the police brutality. I hate the uh, I hate the, the the militarization of police. I do hate cops who are on power trips. But there are a lot of guys like the ones that you're talking about who actually are out there. And if you were walking around open carrying, which many states allow for you to open carry, I don't personally. I'm not a huge fan of open carry just because I think you can make yourself a target. But I'm a huge fan of the right to open carry. And you'll see a lot of these videos where people go in and they're just baiting people into the open carry. You know, officers, my rights, my right. I'm not going to answer any questions. There are a lot of officers out there. Like, I know he's not an officer anymore, an ex-officer. There are a lot of officers out there who they just want to go up and go, hey, uh, you're carrying a firearm? Great. Exercising your constitutional right. Hey, good for you. They're going to be happy, and they're going to keep moving along the trail. 
The problem is when you act like an ass. The problem is when you're dressed in military garb with a flak jacket and you're walking with an AR-15. Not that any of those things are wrong in their own right, but if you're walking down the street and you're doing that and you have a video camera on because you're baiting cops to come in, a lot of those cops would be pro-Second Amendment cops. But they also have to make sure, oh, hope. let's make sure this guy hasn't stolen a weapon. You know, you don't know what's going on in their lives. And in my experience, a lot of cops, I mean, everyone here in our general area of the country, in my local police force, I know them quite well because I've had to deal with the detectives and we had some, we've had some security issues. Every single one of them said, or, you know, if you don't have a firearm, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I wouldn't blame you. Not a single one was like, don't get a gun. It's more likely to be used against your your chances of getting shot go up by 80% when you have a gun in the house. It's the most idiotic thing. You've heard that stat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard, I heard that. And I've heard, I heard it. you have a better chance of drowning if you have a pool in your backyard, but people still get pools every day. Think about this for a second. Think about this for one second. Fun dip. I want you to think about this. You know, maybe for your. Well, I, I thought that you had like totally left me sitting in the corner all by myself. No, you're, you're. You didn't love me anymore. It's all Jared all the time. Well, we don't. You guys are such a cute couple, life. though. No, my point is your wife, who's all against the gun thing. Think about this for a second. We take what's a what's an SUV? I have no, it's, it's eleven hundred pounds. Utility vehicle. Is it eleven hundred pounds? Would you say? Oh, probably. Way way more than that. Really? Two tons. Is it's not two tons. A ton. A ton is two thousand pounds. It's it's well more than a ton. No, it's not. SUV. Yeah. I don't think so. How much is your 1, little eleven hundred pounds? How much is your little? That's um, like four of you. How much is your little feminine Subaru? Suzuki. What do you have? Subaru. Subaru. How much is that? I don't know. At least probably. Is it a Subaru Outback? Just stop asking irrelevant crap that you're just going to try and make an Australian joke. No, no, seriously, Subaru Outback. There is a reason for this. What All kind right. of Subaru? Because you think I'm gay. Oh, is it going to be? A, yeah, if it's a gay joke, it's acceptable. No, I'm. I'm just. Asking, I'm not going to comment on it. Just is it an Outback? Why? It's not an Outback. What kind of Subaru is it? It's an Impreza. It's an Impreza. Yeah. Really, really. Where were you going to go if it was an Outback? Now I'm curious, Fund. Well, I. That would be the case. Exactly what you were surmising. But I didn't need to make a joke about it. I just wanted to back up the facts. (laughs) Outback. He's making a case. We're in an out. He's 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 riding an Outback. Never backs out. So it's important to know that broke back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right in the Subaru broke back. This conversation took a weird turn. Okay, my point is this. Regardless, let's say it weighs 1,100 pounds. Let's say it weighs, J.K. Jared said two tons. That's more than an elephant. That's like 4,000 pounds. That's a 77 Buick Electra. Okay, so let's say it weighs that. You take a girl, okay, who has an iPhone who is addicted to texting you basically have her pass what is a half-hour test and a written test that if she were to take in middle school, she wouldn't even study for it because it's such an easy multiple-choice test. And you give that 16-year-old girl with an iPhone the power to ram that 1,100-pound SUV anywhere she wants. At I mean, that's a battering ram going down the street, and nobody questions it. Yet someone has a gun on their hip, and everyone absolutely freaks out. And I get the point. People saying, well, a car can be used for something other than shooting. It's a tool like anything else like we were talking about. It's an amoral tool. A gun can be used to rape. A gun can be used to st- – well, okay, well, let me guess. Okay, Jared has the weight of an SUV. I didn't have to. I, I want to Google this before you because I know you're a guy who can barely change your own windshield wipers. 
unless I've ever actually worked on a car like a man. But an <laughs> large SUV weighs about 6,000 pounds, which is three tons. An SUV weighs 6,000 pounds? A large SUV can weight, and then the average size smaller ones weigh between 4,000 and 5,000 pounds. Let me remind you again, 2,000 pounds. Is I time. was wrong. I was wrong. Would you have guessed that fun dip? I don't care. Think about this. You're a good <laughs> 350 pounds, Crowder. I mean, that's probably what three of you. Here he comes with the fat jokes, because I put on a little weight since I hurt my back. What is that? You know, pretty soon Crowder's going to be looking like fun dip. All right. Gay Jared's off the mic for right now. My point is this. It's, you know, you have the Pope coming out against guns. It's a winning issue. It's a winning issue. Go to a local carry course. It's a winning issue. You will see women. You will see grandmothers. You will see citizens of all different walks, of all different shapes, colors, and stripes um, who are now exercising their Second Amendment rights. That's a huge winning issue for anti-authoritarian conservatism, libertarianism. It's one of the most winning issues. Uh, Another winning issue we'll talk about after the break is backlash against feminism, backlash against everything being sexist, Facebook changing their icon. It's ridiculous. A winning issue is guns, firearms, Second Amendment, and a winning issue is, eh, let's stop it with the feminism. Let's stop it with the the man-shaming, okay? I'm not going to mansplain myself to your man-shaming. Lotto with Crowder will be right back. Hey, Fundip, what's wrong? I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. You just place a call or you send an email and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow at S. Crowder and follow at FundipDan on Twitter. When Jared figures out what he wants to call himself, you can follow him too. Yeah, Gay Jared needs to come out of the Twitter closet. He still has some issues there. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Glad to be with you as we lead into the third hour. Coming up in the third hour, Stalker Jim Fundip. We're going up Stalker Jim on the air. Very cool. Oh, we'll see. We'll see if he wants to play nice. You never know with Stalker Jim. He is he is a stalker after all. And I think he's a sweet guy deep inside. Very deep. He's a smart guy, Stalker Jim. He's just a little unstable, and I think he would acknowledge that. So am I, so I can totally relate to him. Yeah, but you know, he he has a little bit of the it puts the lotion on its skin vibe. Hey. Or else it gets the hose again. Well, you know what I also realized, too? And Stalker Jim and I kind of, he unfollowed me for a bit. For those of you listening, Stalker Jim's called in here before. He likes the show. He listens to the show. He's our biggest fan. Yet 90% of his tweets are just, like, mean and critical of the program. And I was sitting there going, gosh, I get so much crap from people who hate us, even our supporters. Well, you got to think of it, though. I mean, who is the person besides you? who has insulted me most in my lifetime. Probably your dad. No, my mother. My mother loved me more than she loved anything in the world. But every time she saw me, she had something negative to say about me. So Jim loves us. Okay. Yeah, that's very sweet of you. Facebook changed their icons because of sexism. So let me kind of give you this as an update. A woman who worked at Facebook decided to change the icon. You know, the little icon 
blue background, white and blue, man and woman. She had this to say. As a woman educated at a woman's college, it was hard not to read into the symbolism of the current icon. The woman was quite literally in the shadow of the man. She was not in a position to lead in. Much to my dismay, not long into my tenure as a Facebook designer, I found something in the company glyph kit worth getting upset about. No, it's not worth getting upset about. There in the middle of the Photoshop file were two vectors that represented people. The iconic man was symmetrical except for his spiked hairdo and the lady, but the lady had a chip on her shoulder. After a little sleuthing, I determined that the chip was positioned exactly where the man icon would be placed in front of her, as in the friends icon above. I assumed no ill intentions, just a lack of consideration. But as a lady with two robust shoulders, the chip offended me. Okay, right away. If you at any point say the blank or your blank offended me, you're wrong. You're wrong. You lose the argument. End of story. I like the person who's not offended. I don't like the person who's offended, period. Everyone likes a winner. Nobody likes a loser. You're a loser. Go home. Go home with your stupid little offended broad shoulders because you probably used to be a man, you lady who works at Facebook. That's what I think. That's my opinion. As a result of this project, she says, I'm on high alert for symbolism. That's the problem right now. Everyone's on high alert for any kind of symbolism, any kind of subtext that isn't even there. Women, feminist, you want a little bit of subtext, okay? You want to talk about how just they're just... They're making the women on the Facebook icon. They're not as attractive as the men. They don't even have faces. They're white silhouettes. Let me give you some subtext, okay? Let me give you some something to be on alert for. Let's look at alimony. Only 3% of alimony recipients are men in this country. Alimony has to be paid if a man loses his job, if he's injured. Women can get alimony in this country if they marry a guy because he's rich cheat on him with the entire high school football team for all they know, or they're a teacher cheating on the husband with a 14-year-old kid and still force the husband to pay up. Men are forced to pay about 40% of their income regardless of the wrongdoing on women's part. Now, if a man remarries, just to give you an idea, if we're going to talk about sexism, okay, if a man remarries, his new wife's income can be used as proof that the man can still pay alimony. If the ex-wife remarries, not a cent of her new husband's earnings would go to child support. So let's just talk about the laws in this country. Let's just talk about who has a leg up. There are no quotas for men in, in business places. Women are making more than men now. Why? Because people are afraid. Well, and women are smarter. No, women are not smarter. Women are not smarter than men. And I'm not, I'm not, most no, of not. the women in my life are a lot smarter than me. Yeah, well, there you go. There's something that's entirely anecdotal. Most of the men in your life are probably smarter than you, too. No, there's you in my life. Do I just have an entire staff of people who do nothing but crap on me? <laughs> I really feel like I really feel like Gay Jared at some point is going to need to be fired and rehired just so he can appreciate. Do you realize how relaxed I am with the rules on this site and this show? No rules. Do you realize what happened, right. Jared? Gay Jared, if you tried to go work somewhere else and you hand things in three weeks late, <laughs> I don't. I've. This is my first job. <laughs> Because he's like Ugh. 12. I was right about the weight of, I was wrong about the weight of the SUV. Yeah, you should, you should know, just, just, yeah, someone, someone messaged you. They wanted you to know 1,100 pounds. They have literally seen heavier Walmart customers. Seriously, try 4,000. That's true. Which is two tons. That's true. By the way, if a guy's fat, yeah. 1,100 pounds, Hello. he's not going to, he's not going to make 
thousands of dollars on a webcam eating McDonald's like women can because it's a fetish. Congratulations, women. You've won the world. You can sit and eat a Big Mac on a camera and let the grease dribble down your 19 chins because you're literally 1,200 pounds and men will pay you for it. That's It's true. You've got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. The fattest lady in the world, that's how she makes her money. Funda could probably pass. She could probably work on something over there. Because I, I see the wheels turning up on Only Fundit can make the jokes about Fundit. Yeah, he sees the, I see the wheels turning, though. He's... I'm trying to figure out how to profit from my girth. Well? Hey, advertisers, if you want to tattoo your logo on me, send me money. <laughs> He's going to be like a fighter with the... the... <laughs> I'll have... Yeah, it'll, it'll be like McDonald's on this shoulder, Burger King on the other. I'll have Taco Bell on my back and across my gut. It'll say Chili's. Oh, Stalker Jim just said he's clocking out. I don't mean if, I don't know if that means he's not listening to the show because we've offended him horribly, or if he's clocking out because he wants to be ready to be a good guest. I have no idea. I think that's what it means. I don't know. I'm sorry for what's happened here today. We were all ready to deliver the news. We were going to be. We said we were no longer going to be entertaining. We said we were going to be. You know, we were going to straighten up this ship. And it just crashed on a reef somewhere. Ladder with Crowder. We'll be back third hour. We're still not entertaining. Serious time. Super serious. A lot of you Crowder heads listening to this podcast aren't even following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. There is all kinds of stuff that you'll find on there you won't hear on this podcast, YouTube videos, and you can follow my insubordinate producer, at FunDipDan. Finally, a plug for me. First 20 seconds of this Louder with Crowder promo, and you're talking about Stephen friggin' Crowder. Are you going to cry? That's what you do. That's kind of your thing. <laughs> Louder with Crowder, at S. Crowder. Follow me. Follow at Dan. Just try to not make him cry. I'll cry tears of joy when the terrorists take you out. Your host, Steven Crowder, back, most insubordinate producer in all of radio, Fun Dip Dan, and of course my video producer, who produces the videos that you can find at louderwithcrowder.com. Uh, you can follow him at Not Gay Jared, even though he's clearly gay. And we are back, third hour. We've got some great things to talk about. Stalker Jim will be calling in sometime soon. We also have uh, Trump versus Perry is a big thing going on this week. Katy Perry? No, 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 Rick Perry. Uh, Trump versus Katy Perry would be more interesting. It would be more interesting. It'd be more interesting. Certainly if it was television. On radio, I don't know so much. I guess it's the theater of the mind. You can Like Ivanka Trump versus Katy Perry. Yeah. I suppose you can do that if you really wanted to uh, soil all of our reputations entirely, (laughs) ruin whatever is left of our reputations. But uh, Trump— We have no decent reputation. Trump went after Perry this week. He went after Perry on the illegal immigration thing. 
And he caught a lot of flack for what he said about illegal immigration. So the things that I like about Donald Trump, I like that he's willing to talk about illegal immigration. Great. What I don't like is when conservatives go, well, he's the only one who's willing to say it. Nobody else is saying it. He said, I was thinking he said it. Everyone is willing to say it. Trump just happens to be the only person who says it in a stupid enough way, in a tactless enough way, that the media wants to cover it. Why do you think the leftist media loves covering Trump? Whether it's a positive story or a negative story, they think he makes it look like a clown show. All I'm saying, listen, I, I believe that there are just as many smart liberals, leftists, as there are conservatives. I'm quite convinced the, the longer I live that it's not just about intelligence. It comes down to, okay, what's the frame of your worldview? What's, how do you look at the world? What are your principles? And then uh, it, comes into, it comes into the principle. It comes to your foundational values, not merely intelligence. That being said, I think that conservatives are just as easily manipulated by a lot of conservative media as leftists are by liberal media. I truly do believe that. I think that conservatives have been manipulated. If you look at a lot of the conservative media, quote unquote, um, they're buddies with Trump. They go to cocktail parties with Trump. I lived in New York City, okay? Yeah, I, I've been pretty much in every green room with you run down the list of Republican hopefuls or people who have influence. At some point, I've spent time with them. And some of these decisions get made in conservative media that get made in leftist media, that this is the guy, this is important. It kind of happened with Romney. Look at the disconnect. No one really wanted Romney. Very few people wanted Romney in the initial primary, yet that we were told, this is the guy. This is the guy. Well, why? Why was Romney the guy? Why was the billionaire Mormon the guy who was going to relate to people and it, help save the GOP? He, he fit the suit. He fit the suit. Fantastic hair. Fantastic hair from Romney. I got to tell you, I, I can't. I can't think of anyone who's looked more presidential. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. What What are you saying, Jared? Uh, I I'm sorry. Uh, we just got some breaking news coming in. Oh, do know. we have it? I think we should. Probably... Oh. Oh, we have. Oh. Breaking news. This is Perry Matheson with breaking news from Louder with Crowder. This week, the Pope opened fire on his congregation, causing. Mass hysteria and controversy for some. As this case unfolds, we are still covering it, and we'll have Did somebody more... bet. Somebody bet this. I don't think that's. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think it's accurate. Who's this guy? I'm Perry Matheson with breaking news. Ladder with Crowder. We'll keep you abreast as the event unfolds. I'm pretty sure that wasn't. Did you hire that guy? I have no idea. Dude, I don't think that was an accurate newscast at all. Now, if it doesn't start with this. Then you can't trust it. No, I don't think you can trust it. <laughs> Harry Matheson. Is he a new I don't know. Don't be alarmed. I wouldn't I would I wouldn't put too much stock in it. My point was about Trump and Perry. Uh here's the deal. When Trump wants to talk about illegal immigration, great. You should. You should talk about illegal immigration. It's a problem. And I I love that Trump said I didn't I didn't realize Macy's loved illegal immigrants. Great. But he picked the wrong guy to go after in Rick Perry. Now, I'm not endorsing anybody, so hold, hold your hate mail. Uh, my family has lived in Texas for a while. Again, I've spent time with a lot of these people. Rick Perry, just, just an awesome dude, okay? Uh, I will say that in a personal The guy seems genuine, too. I also know for a fact that he did not plan to run for president until very 
very late in the game. Basically, his team kind of knew when he announced. He felt called to. I don't think he's a guy who really just wants to be president. I think most candidates are those kinds of people. So I like that about Perry. I think I do think Perry would probably make a good president in comparison to Barack Obama. I don't know that he can win. So don't take what I'm about to say as that. A turnip would make a good president compared to Barack Obama. Man, I pulled those turnips up in Mario 2 like it's nobody's business. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Super Mario 2 in the United States was actually released as Doki Doki Panic in Japan, and Super Mario The Lost Worlds that was found on the Super Nintendo Mario All-Stars was actually Super Mario 2 in Japan, but was deemed too difficult for dumb American gamers. Let me continue. Perry sent and the I National Guard to the border. Idiot. Perry sent the National Guard over to the border. Perry invested over $800 million in border security measures. He reduced apprehensions by 74%. Right. Rick Perry called for more border security. Now, here's the issue. The borders are a federal issue. Why? Because even if you protect the border in Texas, people can come in through California and they want to make it into Texas. Any other state with a border, they're going, we want to get the Texas. That's where we get jobs. Right. It's the land of opportunity. Unemployment is super low. So they can come in through any other border and get into Texas. So even if Perry takes care of the Texas border, it wouldn't take care of illegal immigration in Texas being near the border but he's been open he's been against it he's not been entirely consistent i get it but if we're going to talk about consistency donald trump firstly has done nothing on illegal immigration he supported candidates and policies that encourage illegal immigration he's pro-gun control he's pro-abortion he's been a card-carrying democrat for most of his life basically up until the day he decided to run if we're going to talk about transparency and flip-flopping I just can't believe that so many conservatives have had the wool pull over their I'd rather take Donald Trump over a politician. And then in the same breath, they go, well, of course, she had to give to Democrats. He was in New York. That's how business gets done. Well, then how is he not a politician? He's just paying off who he thinks will be best for his business and using the courts and eminent domain and abusing. By the way, he also hates Michelle Malkin, who's a good friend of the show. And Michelle Malkin is a very consistent conservative, whether you like her or not. Consistent. She is cool. She is cool. Andrew Breitbart didn't think Donald Trump was a conservative. If you're going to, to, to line up with someone on this, with Trump or Perry, and you're going to say that one person is a fake conservative, he's not consistent, you're going to have to go for Trump. Perry's not perfect. The guy was governor for 14 years in a state that has an economy larger than most countries and would be, if judged as a country, more successful than any other country in the world. Texas has it going on. There's a lot to fight about. There's nothing to argue in regards to Texas being the state that's one of, if not the, most well-off in the union. And he's been there for 14 years. No one's perfect. I'm just saying, people attacking, piling on Perry with Trump. Come on, open your eyes a little bit. Do a little more research beyond. I saw Donald Trump say that uh, that he doesn't like illegals. So I like that. He's willing to say it. I was thinking it, and he said it. Let's just. I'm just asking us to be consistent and do your due diligence here. We're going to keep the lights on, go to break, and then after this, we will bring on. I guess Stalker Jim is in the next segment. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, Stalker Jim plays nicely sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't louder with crowder it's anyone's guess everybody was
You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Be sure to visit louderwithcrowder.com. Member at the IC and Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. And now, your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Stephen Crowder. Thank you very much for that lofty introduction. The only myth is that I am a legend. But I tell you who is a legend around these parts, and uh, he's coming on quite soon, is none other than Stalker Jim is on the line. Our biggest fan, Stalker Jim... Thank you for coming on the program. Where'd he oh, go? You're welcome, Stephen. I'm okay. still here. Okay, you're still there. Very nice. So, Stalker Jim, now we got, you know, you unfollowed, you, you, I mean, you've been the biggest listener, the most loyal fan, and then you unfollowed me on Twitter this last, what happened? Yeah, it's not like I blocked you. What happened? You, you commented that uh, I was, I never had anything nice to say, and I said, okay, I'll do some other favor, and I unfollowed, so I didn't say anything unnice anymore. Well, yeah, you do have to acknowledge, you like, you're much more negative than positive if you like the program. Or you've been good lately. Uh, it's just like my mom a was. So, a day or so later, I reviewed what you were talking about and realized that, yeah, I had gotten negative and I shouldn't have. So I tried to uh, tone it down a bit. Well, thank you. And, you know, we don't mind some – we're used to the negativity. But I was just going – I remember sitting there, and I was actually up at night, and I was saying, wait, is 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 Stalker Jim a fan, or is he like – does he hate well, us? I'm, wait a minute. I'm not a fan of anything. I I grew up during the age of cults. You can ask Dan about that. And fanish makes me nervous and makes me remember the people who fanatically followed the cult leaders back in the 70s. And So I'm not a fan. I like you. Okay. I enjoy listening to your show and arguing with you, but no. I, well, yeah, I don't mean fan in a sense. I'm not going to ask you to, you know, off any pregnant ladies like Charlie Manson anytime soon. I so you meant... mean you don't worship me? No, no, sorry. <sighs> That's Maybe only the... when am I going to find somebody to blindly worship me? <laughs> it's when you go into a Chinese restaurant and hold a change plate. Oh, I did stand there one time, and they totally thought I was Buddha. Yeah. Okay. So, so Stalker Jim, you had a story. Okay. So we cleared that up, and we're we're glad to have you back on board. The I guess our most loyal listener, I will say. I won't use the word fan because I don't want you, I don't want you to lose stability and come after us if I say fan. So listener, you had a thing. That's a nice uh, gun your wife got you. Thank you. Yes. SB one hundred and one. It is a very nice. You know, gun. Go really good with it. You only go really good with that gun. Uh oh. A Confederate flag. Okay, here we go. You go great. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Just like, you, go I, what you're saying. you can run your Confederate flag. I just and no, a package of Oreos. <laughs> this is true. A package of Oreos. So, so uh, Stalker Jim, you wanted to tell us a story about so someone from Brazil. Is that what you were saying? Well, yeah, I was. Yeah, when I tweeted you, I was just talking to you. I didn't, you know, know that you want to put it on the air, but um, I won't give her name for privacy's sake. But there's a, as we all here at Walmart know. Uh, this store is the UN. We've got, I work with people from Ethiopia, Kuwait, 
uh, Tehran, Iran, Morocco, China, Japan, from all over the world. We all get along great. And this lady from Brazil, um, she was telling me her life story. And it was fascinating because she's 78 years old. She looks Germanic because she is Germanic, but she's from Brazil. And she was explaining to me how Germans and Italians settled southern Brazil because the climate was the same as uh, in Europe uh, back in the early 1800s. And uh, that uh, they tended to stay to themselves. They didn't interact like we do here. They just, you know, Germans, Germans, Italians, Italians. And yeah, Brazil's a way. pretty segregated nation. You know, yeah. all my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructors, um, there right. tends to be a lot of racism between, particularly like in, in other areas of Brazil, black and the more sort of, I guess you'd say, uh, Latin origin Brazilians, they don't like each other a whole bunch either. And she said that they, uh, if you're a woman over 40 in Brazil, you can forget about getting a job. You're not going to find one. Really? And that uh, yeah, and she said if she were in Brazil right now, she'd be sitting around waiting for somebody to give her something because she couldn't get work. And here, and she was all thrilled. They said, "Here, I've got a job." Wow. Yeah, you and know, it shows also, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you well, go ahead. I'm, also, it's, it's your show. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, it's your show. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to speak. <laughs> Listen, no. you two. It's my show. <laughs> no, it's true. No, I think. It could, or were you tying that into the Ariana Grande thing of people who aren't grateful here to be in America? Yeah, that, it was really moving to me that, that she was so enthusiastic about America. Uh, she was married to a Muslim for 38 years, oh, and she finally left him. So she lives in the Middle East, and she left him uh, because he kept telling her he, every day he told her he was going to kill her. And finally she said, go ahead, I'd be better off, and left him. Wow. So yeah. how, I didn't really realize there was a huge Muslim population in Brazil. No, no, I don't know how she met him or what the relationship was, but when she was married to him, they lived in the Middle East. So I don't know how that came about. It was not that long a conversation. Well, it's not that different from the lady we had on here who actually, you know, I've been following up with behind the scenes. It's pretty typical. I mean, you don't really have rights as a Muslim in, in any Islamic country. I don't know about Brazil, but I would assume that it's probably worse in Brazil where I guess I don't, I don't really know enough about Brazil's cultural fabric as far as multiculturalism or i mean i don't know how sharia would do in brazil i have no idea if they would have any tolerance for it um, you know with the german element there'd be some conflict there i imagine i would imagine there'd be some conflict there one thing about brazilians i will say they are i don't know if this lady is they tend to be never on time as a general rule they call <laughs> it running on brazilian time is what my coaches say uh, well I, I don't know. She's here at seven is when her day starts, and mine ends at seven. And we we cross paths every morning. So uh, uh, maybe she's maybe she's evolved beyond being Brazilian and is more American now. Maybe what, what was that fun dip? I read yesterday that people that are most often late are typically the most optimistic people you will find. That's a load. Yeah, I don't. I'm I don't always know. late, and I'm a. Well, big they're optimistic <laughs> that they're going to get there on time. <laughs> there you go. I guess so. Jim, now, Jim, you're, you're late and they don't fire you? Um, no, uh, because I also stay late. Uh, I put out, that's the thing, I put out an extra effort and Walmart appreciates that. My, my boss is that. Are you that, allowed to say that you work at Walmart? I don't want us to be getting you in trouble. Are, are you okay saying that? Like you just yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, 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 there's a uh, YouTube video with Russell Brand that for months I've been wrangling. Because I've been defending Walmart. Walmart's policy is that you're supposed to is that you're not supposed to talk about them, but their practice is you're not supposed to badmouth them. 
And right. and so I'm happy working here. I'm not going to badmouth them. Now, wh- how long have you how long have you been working at Walmart? Stuff. Um, about three and a half years. Okay, and what is it? Can you say what you do there? Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, that's interesting. Unofficially, I'm the head of the uh, maintenance crew. Officially, I'm half the wax crew. So, so, um, so you work there full time. So you get health insurance benefits and all that. Yeah, I wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs> why, now, why do you wish you didn't? Because that's the thing we hear all the time. You know, Walmart, you can't make a living wage. I mean, people use Walmart and McDonald's as examples. We've debunked the McDonald's oh. thing because McDonald's. Walmart. Walmart has great benefits. I grew up in construction, okay, where you got your hourly wage and everything else was your worry. Right. And um, they take 50 bucks a month out of my check, you know, about, you know, $25 out of two checks. So that I've got the minimal insurance, which has tremendous deductibles that I'll never be able to afford. So I'm not going to use it anyway. So now I'm 50 bucks a month short. If I had that 50 bucks a month, I could do things that would make my life better. And, you know, I could save it up and get a new couch. I could, you know, buy health. Well, I can buy healthy food now. That's not a choice. But, you know, it, it, having an extra $50 to use for myself, right? Um, you know, would benefit me more than clunking it down for insurance I'm never yeah, going to that, that makes sense. My brother worked at Walmart. He was fired promptly, then worked at Blockbuster, and he was fired. I worked <laughs> at the Canadian version of Nordstrom's, and I was fired really quickly. So uh, I'm glad, So that was our experience. But, uh, you know, it was Canadian Walmart, which wasn't at all the same. But I'm glad to hear it. You know, you know, Stalker Jim, you're a lot more you, – you, you, you're, you're, you're not as scary in, uh, on person. <laughs> well, that's because text does not carry – uh, intonation or, you know, feelings, you know, would you say though, that your mood, would you say that you're a little bit, uh, on like unstable? Would you admit that like through Twitter? I I may be bipolar. I don't know. It's possible I'm bipolar. I, but when I, before I unfollowed you, I'd had a setback that basically had me considering taking a walk to Singapore, as I put it. Um, I don't know if that's physically possible, but well, it's not. We, we hate to leave you, Stalker Jim, because we have to go to a break. But let's we'll check back in with you here in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully you're doing well. I mean, we won't call you a fan. We'll call you a listener. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, you Stalker Jim. We will have you Do back soon. So we had Stalker Jim. It's interesting to hear. I've never heard someone say I might be unstable. Um, I might be. All right. Well, we'll be back with more news, and uh, we'll check back on Stalker Jim. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of lines. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How did you get in this room? Cold, Cold hard cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. So glad to be here. Everyone does love, indeed, to dance, to have a good time. 
that's it sounded to me like that song sped up really quickly i don't know where i didn't touch it i don't know why is it still playing i just haven't brought it down that's very inconsiderate of you i don't in a, care in other news this week did you hear what bernie sanders said fun dip no what did he say why are you so down now? Well, did you get depressed or something? I'm very depressed. I miss Jim. I want him back. Stop it. Stop. No, I wasn't paying attention to Bernie Sanders this week. I don't know what happened. Two weeks ago, you like took a nosedive in energy during the later in the show, and everyone thought everyone was like, "Is Fun Dip okay?" And I was like, "I don't want to have to answer questions about Fun Dip's mental health." <laughs> I don't. I don't want to have to answer those questions. It's not my job to put him on the couch. Bernie Sanders. Well, hey, Bernie- I I took my thyroid meds. So I should be back up and running in no time. I need more coffee, though. You can't take it with caffeine, Fundip. That's the first thing the doctor will tell you. It doesn't work if you take it with caffeine. I don't pay attention to doctors unless they've got a TARDIS. A TARDIS? Yeah, a TARDIS. time and relative dimension in space. It's a it's a spaceship that travels through time. Oh, All right, let's talk about Doctor Who, which is just a horrendous, horrendous program when you go and watch it. It's just not good. Um, Are you watching it from 1962 or from the present? I've tried. Day? I've tried both. I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. You we're just we're you just it. don't get it. Yeah, that's not must. You don't even like Amelie. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say. That that was the worst French film ever. It's the best, most accessible keep in mind, French film. Keep in mind, Fundip thinks that Terminator Genesis is a brilliant piece of. Film. You didn't even go to see it yet. I liked it a lot. You know what? I was going to go see it last night. I was going to go see it last night. So that we and then you her. read reviews. You believe what reviewers say? No, no, I didn't say. read the reviews. Gay Jared refused to go with me, and then. Well, you had just, to buy him flowers first. It, it wasn't worth the squeeze. I was. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go see. Terminator Genesis alone so I can find out what I already know that Fundip likes terrible films. Let me get back to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders this week said something that surprised a lot of people. Now, I know not, not a lot of you are fans of Bernie Sanders, but I think you should keep an eye on him because it shows you the way that the Democratic Party is going. He tweeted out that the real unemployment is 10.8%. We need to put millions of unemployed workers back to work. He was calling out Barack Obama for this phony unemployment number. Now, I know that you're going, oh, are you talking about Bernie Sanders? He's insane. He's out of his mind. Yes. But what's funny is that for this election right now, you're seeing Bernie Sanders. He's going to be going up against Hillary in the primary. What what are leftists doing? They're trotting out the conservative talking points. We've been talking about this for years, that unemployment is much much higher than Barack Obama is letting on to be. Now, why is that? For those of you who don't know, what it is is huge swaths of people have just dropped out of the workforce. So unemployment is judged by how many people are looking for work or who are in the active workforce versus how many people are actually employed. What's happened in this economy is there are a lot of people who, for whatever reason, could be there's more incentive to live on the teat of the government at the public dole. I don't have those numbers in front of me, or it could just be that people don't believe in themselves. More and more people have just dropped out of the workforce. They said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not even going to look for jobs. I'm not, I'm not going to look for a job in this economy. Now, is the economy as bleak as some conservatives want to make it out to be? No. That's because Barack Obama, one president, doesn't have as big of an impact on an economy as politicians on either side want you to believe. It's bad. They can have an impact. Um, And the risk was already built into when Barack Obama became president. That's one thing people don't understand about the markets. They go, well, 
Well, wh why have equity? Equities, if we're being honest now, all the people who want to sell you gold, who want to scare you and tell you that it's unstable and on inflation. Listen, inflation is not a good thing, but inflation is remarkably stable. Inflation is typically around 2%. So if you're going to buy precious metals, for example, to hedge against inflation, you're purchasing something that's incredibly volatile to hedge against something that's stable. It's never made a lot of sense to me. And equities have done better under Barack Obama than I think any president ever, certainly in modern history. But why is that? Is that because Barack Obama's been great for the markets? No, it's because the risk was already built in. They believed Barack Obama was going to be so bad for the economy that that risk was built in inherently when he became president. There was that drop. Obviously, we had the crash under Bush, and the crash got worse. And it was really, really bad when Barack Obama uh, was basically announced to be president. It was horrible because everyone assumed that it was going to be really bad. He's not been good on the economy, but he's not been as absolutely abysmal as people expected. And so things have bounced back. And if you've invested in equities, you've done pretty well in equities. So that's important to note. And Fundip's trying to show me tweets. I'm talking about something that actually is important here, Fundip. But just, just. Anyways, for those of you who don't understand the economy. So for those of you who won't invest, who want to invest in gold or bomb shelters, I'm not saying don't invest in gold. Make it a part of your portfolio. But the point is both sides try and simplify economics in a way that is slightly disingenuous, okay? But Bernie Sanders has caught on here to what Republicans have been saying for a long time, that unemployment is at 10.8%. That's a big deal. What are you looking to say, uh, Gay Jared? Well, I just think it's important to note that he's, he's, Bernie Sanders is not coming around to a conservative right. party in time. It's, it's, it's purely self-serving for him right. to report these numbers because it makes the world look better, well, more shape than it is. You, you weren't really involved in politics. Do you know who started the, the birth certificate movement? No. Was it Trump? No, it was Hillary, Hillary. Oh, Hillary Clinton. You, I, you know, I did know that. I didn't. I had forgotten that. She was the one who brought it up in the primary against Barack Obama. She brought up the birth certificate issue. Well, that's always the funny thing about politics to me is in primaries, everyone pounds the other candidates. Then they kiss rear as soon as they need them. As soon as the primary is over and she wants to be secretary of state, then Obama's the greatest thing ever. Now he's the worst thing ever because she can do better. Right, exactly. That's so, exactly what happened. That's why I don't trust any of them as far as I could throw them. Uh, yeah, I certainly don't trust them, and I don't put my faith in politicians. You know, as a Christian, obviously, I put my faith in the creator. Um, I don't put my faith in any individual politician. There's no one guy to save you, but it is an interesting trend. And by the way, for those of you who go, Bernie, you can't find a picture of Bernie Sanders. When we try and find pictures for Bernie Sanders stories at loudwithcrowder.com, we're like, well, here's one where he makes a good point, you know, about unemployment. So we're like, well, let's find a picture that makes him look sane. You can't find one. There's There's insane, and then there's full-on insane with Bernie Sanders. Never go full retard. He just, he's just completely around the bend. Uh, like, no one has ever bought him a comb. You know, it's like, it's like that Disney film, uh, Beauty and the Beast, where all the things, you know, the candlesticks and, and the clocks and the combs are jumping around singing. Yeah. It's like one of those combs just jumped right in his scalp. I just, I just always think, I think Marv from Home Alone, you know, I think it's the first one or second one. Second one in New York. electrocuted to pieces. And his hair, you do the impression better than I can. That's great. Yeah. That's Bernie Sanders every day. That's Bernie Sanders. Every he day. looks like he's been, he looks like he tried, you know what he looks like, Bernie now, Sanders? Now, is Marv Daniel Stern or the other one? Daniel Stern. I like him. Yeah, he's good. If, if Bernie Sanders, this is how I picture Bernie Sanders starting. Because I'm going, okay, it's so consistent that his hair is off the wall. Right. It's just, you know, and he has like these weird few strands that are just like permanently up. So I, I and of course, he's an insane person, Bernie Sanders. So I picture him getting up every morning 
and sticking a dime in his electrical outlet because he thinks like a miniature gumball is going to come out. Like he thinks it's a gumball machine and he forgets every morning because no one's there to be like, Grandpa, it's not a gumball machine. I want to put a dime in it and I'll get my chiclets. And then he just leaves the house because he forgets about the whole ordeal. That's the only logical explanation for why Bernie Sanders looks and acts the way that he does. If you have a better explanation, please tweet me at S. Crowder and let me know. Um, it is going to be interesting to see if Bernie Sanders, you know, Joe Biden might be running. It seems that they sense a weakness in Hillary. Hillary was a shoe in for a long time. It was, well, Hillary was going to be the candidate, right? That was an absolute Hillary. And now Bernie Sanders is, is going after her. You're seeing a lot of other Democrats sort of mate, which usually doesn't happen. It was the Clintons turn, right? It was Hillary's turn, which is what really bothers me. It's Hillary's turn. It's her time to be president. People are realizing she's not as likable as they thought she is. Believe me, I think that if we don't get our act together as conservatives, the next president of the United States will be Hillary Rodham Clinton. Don't get me wrong. It makes me sick, but I think you're totally right. Yeah. You but, being right makes me sick, but I mean, Hillary Clinton being president makes me sick even more. I know. It's just sickness all around. I think I'm you a girl. Yeah, well, make sure you have a, a, a bucket nearby there in, in your part of the studio and, and just make sure I don't see it. It, it is... Oh, gosh, I don't think that's allowed on air. I think that's considered FCC violation because it's human function related. I was just clearing my throat. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's allowable. I, I do think you're going to see some. Uh, I do think you're going to see uh, some fight and dirty come out here against Hillary. I think that Bernie Sanders is realizing there's an opportunity, and he's an open socialist. I think that he's thinking right now. Hillary's going to try and run as a moderate, and that's not going to work. The people who voted for Barack Obama, the people who are happy with Barack Obama, are happy with him because of his social engineering and the fact that he is, even though he won't say it, a socialist. So I'm going to come out and actually use the word socialist. I'm going to be an unavowed socialist. And if you look at Reddit, you look at the, the sites that aren't conservative, if you get out of your echo chamber, you will see there is a lot of steam behind Bernie Sanders which for someone who looks and sounds so crazy, you have to ask why. And it's because with our generation, the message of socialism seems to resonate, and that's a scary thing. Yes, Fundip. But there was a candidate years ago that uh, I actually voted for who many people thought looked insane, looked crazy, but I thought he had really good ideas, Ross Perot. Yeah, you, you've said you regretted it. Yeah, in hindsight, I regretted it because we ended up with eight years of bill. Yeah, but the good thing, though, with Bill, we ended up with some really fun things to talk about on the news. This is true. You ended up I highly doubt that Monica would have been hanging out with Ross Perot. I highly doubt that anyone would have been hanging out with Ross Perot who didn't work at, was it Dr. Pepper, Cadbury? What is it he works? I don't know. The company. Schweppes? Schweppes? I've seen Schweppes. the place there in, 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 in Plano. Yeah, and, and that's one thing, too, and we'll, we'll go to break here, but I think that Bernie Sanders could be the Ross Perot for the Democratic Party. I think he's just crazy and selfish enough that he may run as an independent if he doesn't get the nomination and he could split the leftist vote. Wouldn't that be nice? Bernie, I believe in you. I want to have a weekend with you. <laughs> Bernie Sanders could be the greatest asset the Republican Party has right now. Louder with Crowder. We'll wrap this up.
Hey, Fundip, what's wrong? I I'm trying to figure out what kind of gift to send to my friend's hot niece. Well, firstly, that's creepy. Does she like wine? Well, yeah, everybody likes wine. Oh, so what's the problem? I, I just don't know what kind of wine she likes. Oh, well, the good thing is you're in luck, because you can go to SimplifiedWine.com or call 844-297-WINE. Just place a call or you send an email and a qualified sommelier will find out what you like, your price range, and curate a perfect wine list for you or your friend's hot niece. SimplifiedWine.com or 844-297-WINE. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow at S. Crowder and follow at FundipDan on Twitter. Then set aside some time and check out all of the awesomeness that is louderwithcrowder.com. Don't just go on your phone. Go on your computer. Go on your laptop. Spend about eight days there. Check it out. Thank you very much. Laying it on a little thick there, fun dip. Yeah, well, yeah, I had to make up for the fact that I forgot to say it the last five times. That's okay. I appreciate it. It is a pretty good site, though, and we're doing uh, we're going gangbusters with it. The podcast, for those of you who are listening terrestrially, you can always listen at lottowithcrowder.com or subscribe on iTunes. And, of course, there's additional content that you don't get. We have extended uncensored interviews on the site. Yeah, fun dip. Now, here's the thing that I really want people – You're say you're listening to the podcast right now. It's the middle of the week, and you're just getting your Crowder fix right now. Remember, every Friday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 Eastern – you can listen live at whamradio.com. Just click the Listen Live button, and you can get it live. You can hear what we're doing as it's happening. It's pretty right. frightening. Yeah. Well, you can do it at Wham Radio. You can do it on my site. You can do it on TuneIn Radio if you're in your on your phone and you're in the car. Just put it in the app. Put in Wham Radio. I mean, that's what's so fascinating right now, how the technology changes where, you know, a lot of people don't listen to their radio. They use their phone. You just need to know how to use it appropriately. But, yes, if you're listening in the middle of the week, happy middle of the week. We were talking earlier about Sally Cohn and her comments. Now, Sally Cohn, full disclosure, I know Sally Cohn. I've spent time with Sally Cohn. She's actually a nice person in the sense that she's polite, she's civil in person, and um, I don't believe she hates me individually. But she came out this last week when talking about the bakery who's been fined $135,000 in Oregon for not baking a cake for a gay wedding and said that I hope all anti-gay Christians are ostracized. Now, it's important in the context people like Fundit will go, yes, if you're anti-gay, you should be ostracized. Well, not making a cake for a gay wedding for the same people for whom you've baked cakes plenty of times before is very different, very different from just being anti-gay. So that's the first step. Sally Cohn applies any Christian who's against same-sex marriage, which, by the way, should be every Christian ever on a personal level. I'm not talking about a legislative level, is anti-gay. So she used that to say, well, I hope these Christians are ostracized. They deserve to be. And she got pretty mad when we put up uh, the picture of her right next to uh, the gay Stapo Hitler image. Because if you're going to tell people, hey, not only do you have to be accepting of my lifestyle— you have to support it. You will be made to care about it. That's fascism. People throw around the term fascism all the time, you know, in high school because you're wearing a profane T-shirt and the principal says, hey, you can't wear that. That's fascism, bro. Or occupiers. That's fascism, bro. Or the people who hate cops who just say, hey, can you not jaywalk? That's fascism, bro. 
They say that all the time, so they misuse it. But when someone is saying you are not allowed to have any kind of an opinion personally other than the one I assign to you, that is the definition of facet, fascism. We just had a call, right? Fun that was at your mom. No, oh, sorry, you're uh, yeah, my mom is deceased. I, I know that would have been creepy. I realized as soon as it came out, I meant your your friend Jared. No, that uh, actually was a caller who said uh, t folks need to check out and do a little bit more research on Rick Perry, as apparently a lot of his positions on borders are election year re-imaging. So uh, he may not be very strong on the borders. Yeah, I've heard that, too. And, I, and I, like I said, I mean, I was very careful to say he's not entirely consistent. Unlike Donald Trump, who's never held office, which some people see as a virtue, I get that. He's at least been somewhat consistent. Car Donald Trump is a card. I, I don't say this as a figure of speech. A card-carrying Democrat since the 80s. Changed his party five times. I think changed his party as recently as 2008. Maybe but, even 2012. But he never changes his part in his hair. I don't know how he does it. If, you're, if your hair defies good taste and gravity, you're not a man to be trusted. So... Oh. Sally Cohn said Christians should be ostracized. Firstly, fund up really quickly, and, and don't don't go off topic in some midi chlorian. Okay, rant. I'll stay as focused as possible. I'm going to put my hands on the table. Where do you line it. up on the bakery now being fined $135,000 for not baking a cake for a gay wedding? That drives me insane. As pro-gay as I am, as much as I believe gay folks have the right to get married and and have love in their life and so forth, religious people have the right to not participate in that ceremony right and when i see the government get involved in something like that i shake my head at it and i go really there's supposed to be separation of church and state so that means people who are doing religious crap can do it and leave it alone and people who are doing other crap can do it and leave it alone and they need to just stop antagonizing each other yeah, and, I, and the, the people who are saying i can't bake the cake they're not antagonizing in this instance even as a pro-gay person i look at the people who are going into these bakeries and i know they're going poke 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 i'm just gonna here to bother you and drive you nuts like some kind of annoying kid in the back seat who's trying to drive his dad nuts because he keeps kicking the seat while you're on the freeway yeah, I didn't mean well, to go on a tangent. No, but. I didn't. I, I understand where you're coming from, but it seems like everybody then who understands the law agrees. I don't know what we're yelling about. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of disagreement on that. It seems as though people just think, yeah, okay, go to another bakery. But again, this bakery baked cakes for these people before. They yeah, just didn't proving want to that they were able to bake cakes for gay people. Just you can't participate. And I, I understand that you can't participate. Just like if somebody told me that they wanted me to play bass at a Muslim wedding, well, I don't know if you have bass, go, you know, that kind of thing. I wouldn't well, do it. Right. Well, let me go to another thing. Okay, so where, where do you line up on, on Sally Cohn saying these Christians should be ostracized? I hope they are. Well, it depends upon, sadly, I sound like a president, but it depends upon your difference, your your definition of ostracized. I like to kind of pick on my Christian friends because they pick on my gay friends. I'm going, well, somebody needs to No, pick. they don't. They don't. That's first off, anyone who follows Fundip, they don't pick on your gay friends. You pick on them and then they have an opinion on the gay thing. They don't I've never seen them pick on gay well, friends. You're, you look, you're looking at just Twitter. Look at look at Facebook and check out some of that stuff. And listeners, don't go following me on Facebook because I'm not going to add you. 
but follow me on Twitter at FunDipDan. Okay. Well, anyways, okay. So I understand your point about the context here. L- l- let me go on with this. Sally Cohn said that. So of course, listen, that's fascism because it's basically telling, uh, trying to assign an opinion. Well, then, if we want to talk about people who are seeing discrimination, about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a is a football player. You know, he's a Seattle Seahawks uh, quarterback, and he has a smoking hot girlfriend. I say that with all due respect. Who uh, he says he won't be having sex with until he's married. No, I've dealt with. What this. is the point of that? Yeah, I know. And I know that you can't see beyond that your own personal opinion. Well, maybe it's because he respects her and he wants to marry her and he wants to have a long-lasting marriage. That could be it. Has he ever There's a starting has off he ever bought a car? Statistically, your marriage Test is much more likely to last if you're waiting until you're married. Statistically. Test so what you drive. think what you think, yeah, firstly, fun dip, you know, just so you realize Someone else is the one working your stick shift, and they're not going to be happy. They're going to say it sticks in overdrive here. I'm not sure if I want to buy the fun dip model. There isn't can even I, an can engine. Can I get the Russ Wilson model with the spoiler? I don't want fun dip with the spoiler. The point is now he's got <laughs> the Flintstone mobile. All kinds of flack for saying this. You can read some tweets. We have it up at Louder with Crutter. They mock his faith right away. They mock his Christianity. They question sexuality. Uh, Chicago sports radio host Dan Bernstein says... Russell Wilson might be gay. Someone said, uh, what's with this Jesus thing? Yo, Russell, stop doing this. People start just ostracizing this guy. And all he's done, he hasn't come out and said anything political. He said, I'm going to wait until I'm married. That's really hard with an attractive woman like that. That's not the easy decision to make. And we ostracize these people. We're at a point where we're ostracizing and we're condemning people simply for having principles. It goes with they're anti-gay, even though they're not gay. Now it goes to... Russ Wilson, the new Tim Tebow, one of the best football players around, ostracized for having principles. Don't let that happen. Keep your principles. Louder with Crowder.